Hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. Today is Thursday. It is Visak Day. It is a public holiday yet again. And um, some of you might not be aware that today is even a public holiday. You know, the days are all blurred. It all seems like one gigantic circuit breaker day. You're not sure when the weekends are or what day of the week it is already. But I hope that this podcast has served well in marking the start of the day for you. We designed this podcast for you to listen in the morning before you begin work, to ground yourself in God's love, as well as to spend a moment seeking God's presence, His guidance for the day that's ahead of you. And what a moment, what a time where we are reminded that there is a limitation to human ingenuity, to human wisdom, that we need access to a power that is far beyond even the brightest minds on planet Earth. We need God to lead us, to guide us, to hold us, to keep us, not just in a time of crisis, but in every hour, every moment of our day. I'm sure many of you have noticed uh, in yourself or perhaps in others you have interacted with in recent times, of how easy it is for us to be critical, complaining, and just negative, uh, even with our speech. Now, speaking negatively or complaining might seem harmless for the most part. It is not damaging anyone outrightly. But the Bible has a ton to say about how we ought to conduct ourselves, not just in what we do, but in what we say. There's that classic verse that goes, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruits. Now the Bible makes it clear that the tongue has this tremendous power. James, in James chapter 3 verse 5, compares it to a rudder, that little thing that steers an entire ship, Now, a rudder is only a fraction of the size of the boat it steers, but it has this amazing power to steer an entire ship. James also compares the tongue to a bit in a horse's mouth. Now, a horse is a massive, powerful animal, and we even measure units of power by it, right? Horsepower. And yet, a small, tiny bit put in the horse's mouth can somehow, some way, control it. And finally, James compares the tongue to fire. He describes this catastrophic effect a small spark can have in a forest and says that our mouth can likewise destroy a life unleashing great chaos we cannot control. So clearly how we use our tongues, how we speak to one another, is immensely important and is not something to be trivialized. And there is much to be said about how we ought to practice godly speech. We think of the biblical warnings against gossip, slandering, complaining, murmuring. We remember of how snakes came out of the ground and bit the children of Israel even as they began to complain. The Bible has tons to say against ungodly, unedifying speech. But I'd like to draw your attention to a verse from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. 
Now this entire passage, we've done some work on it previously, but it talks about how we ought to conduct ourselves in a time of uncertainty and hardship. It is a verse that is specific to the last days, these times that we are living in. And it says this in verse 23, and this is the writer of Hebrews exhorting believers, you and I, to live in such a manner so that we may stand firm in days of great trouble. He says this in verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Now I'd like to draw your attention to that statement, confession of hope. I think it's interesting that the writer of Hebrews talks about hope not just as a feeling or a way of thinking, but it actually influences one's speech. And isn't it interesting because we think of hope as, you know, the confident expectation of good, this inner anticipation that we have in our hearts. But hope also looks like a confession. It looks like the way we talk. That words actually matter in the realm of spirituality. We think of certain verses in the Bible, right? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9, The Lord reached out His hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. Psalm 19, we read of the psalmist cry, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. And of course, 1 Peter chapter 2, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare, speak forth, confess the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So all this to say that there is a deep spirituality, significance, and power in the words that we speak, in what we confess. Just think about this. The first thing that God does in the entire Bible is speak. It says this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then God said, Let there be light. So here we see that words are fundamentally creative in nature. They have the power to create. And all through the Genesis account, God speaks again and again and again, and life begins on the planet. So words have this life-giving force, but scripture tells us that words also has the power to tear down, to bring death and destruction. Now, I remember a time when I was in ministry school, where I was battling with a lot of insecurity and anxiety. I would literally wake up almost every night with my bed absolutely drenched in sweat, I would be at times hyperventilating, not knowing why, just having a lot of fear, anxiety, insecurity about who I was. And I was in ministry school, I was having the time of my life, experiencing much of what I have admired from afar, this great environment to learn to grow in. And yet, when I would return back home, I would often struggle with uh, deliberating thoughts I, that I wouldn't be able to shake off. 
And so after a few months of struggling, I approached a friend who was a bit older than I was, who had a ton of experience in ministry and life, and I asked him for advice. And he made an observation about some of the conversations that I had with him previously. And he said this, he said, Andre, much of what you say about yourself, about other people, about situations, is negative. It is almost as though you have nothing good to say. Now that statement, of course, hit me like a ton of bricks. And it, But as I begin to reflect further, I found that what he said was absolutely true, that for the most part, much of my speech was negative in nature. And perhaps it was because I bought into the lie that I needed to be a kind of guy who was critical all the time. And that was my way of being strategic, my way of pointing out flaws that needed correcting, my way of speaking up and pointing out stuff that perhaps people were too nice to do. But over time, what started off with good intention turned into the way I view life, myself, other people. It was all negative because with my words, I created an outlook of life that was predominantly negative. And that even extended to the way I view myself. And so my friend put me on this exercise. And this might sound a bit weird to some of you, but he brought me to a sports store. We bought a tele counter. Now a tele counter is that little thing that our ushers use on Sunday morning to count the number of people in the hall. It goes like click, 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 click. Uh, and the numbers will go up on the tele. Uh, and he bought me a tele counter and he said this, Andre, I want you to make a hundred declarations a day, a hundred confessions a day about God's goodness, about your identity in God, basically positive affirmations about who God is and who I am in Him. Now, it sounded like a really easy challenge until I get I got started on it. I took the telecounter home and I started to confess every positive thing I could say about myself, about who God was. And I got to maybe 20 or 30 and I ran out of things to say. And it was so hard to be confronted with that reality that my woe, my mind has been so shaped by the negative things that I had to say that I over time had morphed into this negative, pessimistic, hopeless person and I was suffering from its effects. And of course, it was really hard at the start to pick up that habit of speaking truth or speaking life. But over time, as I began to practice it day after day after day, and I got to about a thousand declarations a week at one point, and I felt as though my mind was being renewed and I felt almost a real experience. You know, I felt as though was my mind was getting clearer, the fog was clearing, I could think better, I no longer had fear, anxiety that was plaguing my sleep, I felt happier, I felt more joyful. It was a surreal, life-changing, transforming experience. And it all began with changing how I spoke about myself and it also impacted the way I spoke with other people about other people impacted my conversations. And so as I read that line from Hebrews chapter 10, that exhortation about how we ought to live in the last days, 
it strikes me that one of the primary temptations that we will face in the last days, in days of trouble, is hopeless speaking, is speaking death instead of life. And I wonder how many of us have already given in into that temptation where you've chosen to complain and murmur over the things that we have lost instead of being grateful for the things that we do have, where we are constantly lamenting in hopelessness instead of rejoicing in the promise of God's scripture, his faithfulness and love for us that has been so evident in our lives. Or perhaps it's gossiping, spreading lies or misinformation. We have to understand that with our words, we form the world in which we live in. I think of that verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Our words form worlds. It influences and in many ways shapes our experiences. I think of this passage of wisdom from Ecclesiastes. It says, Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. Jesus himself speaks of a day where we will account for every word to which we have spoken. I think of the wisdom of my own mother who would say, In English, it simply translates to, If you have nothing good to say, then don't say anything. And so my encouragement to you this morning is that if you are going through a hard time even now, you are fearful, you are anxious, you are on the edge and you're not sure why, things are just not panning out for you in life, be it in your work or relationships, perhaps take a couple of steps back and consider how you've been speaking, how you've been speaking about yourself, how you've been speaking about the situation, how you've been speaking about other people, and how you've been speaking about God. And perhaps you've been spewing death and declaring death over yourself by the words that you speak. And today I invite you, if there is a switch on your tongue, to switch it from death mode to life mode and to begin to speak life. Speak God's truth, God's promises, God's faithfulness, what He's done, what He says He's going to do over your life, people around you, over this situation that all of us are experiencing collectively as the human race. And let us indeed hold fast, not lose our grip. Cling unto our confession of hope and let's speak life until the circumstances change. So in this moment, I want to invite you to do something perhaps it's a little bit different from what we usually do in the daily. Typically at this time of the podcast, we will enter into a place of quiet and we will spend some time basking in God's presence and letting His grace and peace meet us in our moment of weakness. But today I want to invite you to do something a little bit different. I would like for you, maybe for the next 15 to 20 seconds, to declare life, to speak life over yourself, 
over the situation, to declare God's promises, His nature, His goodness, to praise Him, to declare hope, faith and love over family members, to speak. If you're not sure what to say, or perhaps you just lack practice in this arena, I invite you to just repeat the words, I speak life. Say this over yourself, over our nation, over your family, and just say, I speak life over myself. I speak life over our country. I speak life over my family members. I speak life over healthcare workers. And let's just do this for a moment. Let's fill our rooms, our places of habitation with words of life, with words of promise, with words of truth. Let's take a moment to do this together. Amazing. I hope that you were refreshed, rejuvenated, and energized by even that time of decoration. I invite you to begin your day with doing that, to speak life over yourself, over your family, and over our nation. It so desperately needs these words of life in this time. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day. Father, we thank you for how you lead and guide us. God, we thank you uh, that today you have indeed entrusted all of us with this power to speak life and death over our circumstances, over our own lives. And God, we thank you that today we get to partner with your spirit to declare life, to declare your kingdom, your purposes, your power over situations and over circumstances. And God, we ask that you will indeed give us grace where we have failed to be faithful stewards of this gift where we have chosen to entertain uh, just hopeless words God words of death and words of destruction God teach us guide us lead us away from that path and cause us to be people that embraces confession of hope even in these days of trouble God we thank you for your grace we ask that you lead and guide us for the rest of our day we thank you we love you in your name we pray Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. Have a great day of rest that's ahead of you. Be blessed. See you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.